My mom introduced me to you many years back, and I never really got into it. Into January, I started watching you like compulsively, <laughs> and I feel like I've have been in this search for a while now, and I'm attracted to you because of your let's get to the point style. And I have to share a little bit of person's story with you. I don't know how else to expose this, but um, there's nothing that I want more than to be free. Nothing. It's my biggest hunger, my biggest desire. Yet there's still this attachment, I guess, to ambition, you could say. Uh, attachment to? To like ambitions. Conditions, yes. Uh, ambition. Um, ambitions. Yeah. Ambitions. This person, like I have been, I've always known that we didn't come here to pay the bills and die. And just the idea of working a nine to five has never resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And that has brought a lot of like, I guess, I've been selling things from a young age and just like hustling almost because um, I just never wanted to work for somebody for the rest of my life. And that never felt like a problem with my spirituality. I've been okay with wanting a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like my biggest goal is to be spiritually free, the freedom that you speak about. And I also feel like it's okay to be financially free. But since I started listening to you and sometimes I hear you saying like, throw away the ambitions and the goals, that's when the mind is like, oh, no way. <laughs> and, and actually, you know, in all these businesses that I try to do around probably like two years ago now, I got involved in this specific business that I'm doing back home. And at the beginning it was like, woohoo, like so much excitement and like, this is it, this is what I've been looking for and like the financial arena. And there's been a lot of like guilt and a lot of fear around that. And I've always had a problem with how to discern if this fear is coming from God or from ego. Because part of me really wants to do this, but I want nothing to derail me from my true search. My true search. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so it's this big confusion and it's like this loop in my head for months now because I really want to do this but I want nothing to get me away from what I want so yes. I guess I just want to clear that out okay and <laughs> I appreciate your honesty about this and I would like to look with you and anyone else who care to look in this kind of region because um, I'm sure there are many people who have this um, dichotomy this kind of uh, where do I go now, as I'm listening, 
first thing I see, you, you say, I want freedom, I want freedom. But at the same time, inside this yearning for freedom, there is some subtle conditions that you put. One is that I want freedom, but uh, I don't want to work for anybody. I don't, you have some already some clear things, I don't want this. See? Now, when we say this, it seems like it's, I've thought this through, I see that my path is not going to be like this, and I don't want this, don't want that. It's understandable. But the hidden thing is, it keeps the conditioned identity who is choosing what kind of freedom you want, how you want it to be expressed. And that comes also because a little bit of lack of trust for that, and um, maybe a fear that unless you put your foot down and, and draw the lines, you may get pulled into something that you don't want. You see. But this um, identity that wants or does not want, uh, it is not as... Um, uh, it's, it's almost as you're relying upon this identity to walk the path that it prefers, in a sense. And freedom is not like that. It's not going to, to keep this one who, who is sustaining some kind of conditioning because it's almost making a picture that these things would be wrong or I don't want to be stuck into something. And then it becomes complex right there. If you enjoy something, suppose you're creative and you enjoy making artwork or acting or something, that's a joy that consciousness has put in your heart. You see? It's not going to say, oh, you enjoy that, that's very bad. No, it puts this joy there. And when you discover the truth, you'll find that that which is pure will not be thrown out. It will be incorporated in your, in your new discovery. It will find its right place. Don't choose what place it should be. It will just find its right place. So there's no real need to be worried that the things you enjoy, you're going to have to sacrifice. Now, supposing you enjoyed killing people, okay? All right. Now, that's a different one, because, because uh, and uh, then, of course, in your and at the same time, you want to discover the freedom, and you want to be free, you want to be an awakened being. It's not no? killing people because we, there are stories of it. The great Miller Ripper. He used to kill a lot of people, no? and he became an awakened being. Yeah? Why? But he didn't continue, you see? Just that he discovered something, and then what was incorrect and out of balance in his expression uh, somehow got transformed. He wasn't really, oh, I'm going to try and be a better person. So maybe this, this became into light at some point, and he realized, oh, that dark curtains, it fell and something was illumined and he came out of this. So, but generally speaking, whatever is there that brings joy into the heart, of course, why would it be thrown out as though you have to be sort of like a miserable Buddha or something? Yeah, that's you know, it's where like, the confusion oh, comes. Not much fun, <laughs> not very creative, you know, just, you know, aloof. So I don't feel that this is something you need to worry about wanting. 
and then because and it's retaining a condition inside that I don't want this, don't want that, and uh, I want to do this. I want to be able to express and and take care of my business. Something is there, but recently you say you know some guilt is coming and some fear, and is this fear coming from God? Like you know, thou shalt be afraid or something. For because I for, never know how to discern like. Am I feeling this because this is something I have to drop, or, or is this resistance that I have to overcome because it just comes with the business or you know like building something? Yes. So it's like, what is this? And it's just this pressure. What needs my... to be dropped and will be dropped actually is the anxiety and the mistrust will go. You see, these things they create such a loudness inside your being that, in spite of the fact that we have travel this road of looking and you have discovered you have discovered and uh, we were just uh, saying just yesterday with uh, how i feel that this is genuinely a great new way for mankind to come Home, not through, you know, a lot of practice and a lot of suffering and a lot of struggle and spiritual gymnastics and beating and whatever, <laughs> but something clean. When people come and I see in distress, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to give you lectures about freedom. I say, look, let's do this. Boom! Immediately, you should be. If it is true, if freedom is not an award at the end of a lot of striving, of course. The striving is there because we are so uh, stubborn also that I, I should have it this way and that way. And we are working from the, from the position of the ego, which is a very unstable um, place. So he's taking five steps forward and six backwards and three forward and two sideways. And you know, it, it, it's like walking through sludge. When we're working with ego, it is not. It likes to feel within itself. We are getting there. We are getting there. But if you could trace the footprints of that, it is not a straight path. Now, when I say, "My God, you don't realize what you are discovering," because when you have come to this place, this this place of of simply what is. Where does this belong in you? Where, where is the place for this in you? Because in spite of this, something is still going, yes, you know, but I have this job and I have this thing and I've got to do this. And what are, how, how do they meet? Do they meet? Is it two things to meet? So, my challenge is to show you somehow that it is one integral whole and that for so long the tradition of the person and the person's progress has been to evolve and to try and to, to overcome and to fight and to represent and, and, and like this. But we have not really moved so powerfully as a species towards this, this, this goal of joy and, and unity as one family of humanity. We have not done that. We have done tremendous things technologically, we have done tremendous things. But this, why is it that it is so difficult, even within one religion, to get on with each other, much less to get on with the other ones? 
Why? Because each one uh, is stubborn in their outlook, you know, and and even works for um, for division, for separation also. What has happened that you somehow have jumped over all of this beyond the realm of personal preferences into the land of the, the Buddhas, into the space of purity? And I ask you, are you less here? Are you less? Are you handicapped here? Have you lost your valuables? Have you exchanged? Have you made a sacrifice? of what is good in your life to realize this. And what has been your answer? You see? But still something just can't accept it. Like, <laughs> uh, really, no, you know? Does my life fit into this? And who is, who is so deeply concerned? This one we are looking into. Because there is, uh, it is so, deeply entrenched in our consciousness that we are this psychological makeup, this aggregate of identity with the body and the present play of conditioning, which is always changeful, by the way. But something seems to be, however many changes we, we experience, there's a common thread that seems to hold all our changes together on this mala of personhood. And what is this that holds it together? The sense of continuity. It is coming from the feeling of I am, I exist. This I exist feeling is a natural play and expression of consciousness. It is because you are consciousness why the sense of continuity is so virile in you. Not because you are a person. The person is changing all the time. It's only the, the, the kind of memory and the belief that seems to hold a picture of a stable person there, it is not stable at all. The consciousness has identified very strongly with its form, the body which it needs to, to function and to experience, and with the conditioning, meaning of the environment in which that consciousness in that body has been exposed to. And all of that together with several other um, influences is creating our, our present uh, mode of experiencing and who we think we are. And that is a very changeful state. And even our entire philosophy about life undergoes change. So if you could take a life that's been running for 40 years and slice it up into segments of five years and each five years interview the person about life and then do a collective look at what changes has been made, you might be astonished to see how vast your expressions, belief and understanding and misunderstandings go. You might say, oh my God, it's not the same person. And of course it is not. You see? Yeah, and each stage you'll be saying, well, that's just how it is, that's just how I am. Take it or leave it. A <laughs> leopard cannot change its spots, you know, that's me. You see? And of all these changes, which one is most you? Well, the most recent. 
How are you going to square that up with another seven and a half billion beings experiencing the same inconsistencies and saying, you know, we can establish a firm world of, of understanding? It is impossible. Yesterday, something jumped over all of this. You did not bring in your person, your, your recent history, you know, who you were, your lineage, where you went to school, you know, how big your family is, what you studied, your, all of these things was not included in your seeing yesterday. I asked you to leave it outside. And all your desires for the future and what kind of life you would like to see, and so we said, no, no, we don't want any opinions. And also, don't imagine anything. We don't need imagining. It must be some sober seeing. But leave all these things because they're not original to you. All these opinions are not original. You will not be able to hold them, even if you are betting on it. You cannot healthily hold on to one concept and clinging that make it not change. Even if the concept doesn't change, you the one who all of it is changing. Powerful forces are working that these things are changing. Even you go to church, you make oaths in front of God. We will live together forever until death. <laughs> and six months later, ta-da. <laughs> This is my ex-wife. This is my <laughs> this is my next wife. And uh, following, you know, I mean, uh, we are a joke actually. So, at the same time, there's tremendous beauty in the human experience. Why? Because it is supported by the great consciousness, who is playing the beautiful and the ugly. But yesterday. You, you came and, uh, oh, by the way, is it gone? <laughs> I forgot to check. <laughs> Come here this morning, it's a whole different group. <laughs> so it has not fallen off, it has not left, it is not, you know, just. Um, disappointed with you and gone off somewhere. Okay? It's the same, isn't it? And why could you yesterday say something so profound as when I asked, is this being experienced differently in each form? And you were daringly, maybe, to say, no, it is the same. Why? Because it is not coming from your mind, which have different views, even within the same head. <laughs> you are not saying you think and you know I prefer. You are just speaking. No, 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 no. Yes, no, yeah, like this, with such power, such certitude, such authority. Such freshness, such spontaneity, such unity. It is here 
that we are one. It is here that we are many. You choose. Because in your seeing, in your seeing, even though you could say, well, you know, I'm sure it is experience, you know, the same for everyone. Did you feel, well, basically, there goes my individuality. We're all just one lump of porridge. <laughs> we don't have no uniqueness. No, you don't. You still feel your uniqueness in expression through the dynamic consciousness, and at the same time, your universality. But for a while, something is not trusting this, because it doesn't fit into the old paradigm. It's very nice, Muji, what you're talking about. But can we go back to reality for a minute? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, in reality, I'm about to be divorced, and uh, okay, and we have to go through this. Okay. We will see how that is, where the real uh, exists. Because uh, even when we feel, what I'm saying here, I'm not saying throw that away. No, I'm saying, look at this, look from this, look as this, rest in this, okay? Does it hurt? Do you feel that the world is waiting for you <laughs> while you're being universal? <laughs> that you have a life there. You know, I have a life there. But here, I just am. So sometimes I come to my amnes. And sometimes I go to my life. Is it like that? We are going to see something. You are going to see that there is no conflict, actually. That what happens now, that life, when it is supported from the insight and the wisdom of this presence and seeing, becomes wise and open, and fresh, and fearless. Why? Because you know the complete and the perfect. Not you know it here. You are it itself. And yet it is expressing, it's expressing, in the world of diversity and duality, and even apparent conflict, even apparent disharmony, is seen within the context of the great harmony. And we feel it is all it is all on the screen of consciousness. But it's still going to take a little time because there is uh, some the person is still in the old regime of identity, is still seeming to be there, you know. It's scratching the beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something about this I don't trust. Okay? Okay? In the meanwhile, there's the perfect, beyond even the concept of perfect. 
a change of focus. Not merely a change of phenomenal focus, because you're not changing focus from the dynamic life, and now you're looking at the non-dynamic or the, the universal consciousness. You can't look at that. You can look from that. St. Francis, I believe he said, what you are searching for is already where you are searching from. What you are looking for is already where you are looking from. Rumi say, been knocking at the door, knocking at the door, Suddenly it opens. I have been knocking from inside. <laughs> Big clues. Yet while we have the, the sense of personhood, you will feel, because of the qualities hmm, of personhood, you will always feel something is missing. You are a bit outside, you are trying to get into the inner place. But you have always been in, but you are simply imagining you are out. And because you feel you are out, you have to knock. Please let me in. It's cold out here. Let me in. Then the door opens, you see? And the door opens this way. Oh, wow. But until the door opens, you are not sure of your own position. When the door opens, you realize, ah, I am already in. What is this door? The door of awakening, the door of understanding, the door that reveals your true nature, you see. But the memory, the association, the habit of identity as a person and its ambitions also, what it wants in the life, you see. <laughs> I want to do this work, I want to enjoy this work, yet I want to be free. Is it necessarily a conflict? It will only be a conflict if you are attached to the idea of this work. You see, I am attached. Don't let it go. Then you put a condition on freedom. Freedom must include this job. Then, if that is the position, the one who is demanding freedom to be is not going to be free. Freedom is not for the ego, freedom is from the ego. You have to be free of the ego, not for the ego. Of course, nobody likes to say, I am the ego. <laughs> it's always, yeah, it's him with the ego. <laughs> Thank you so much. So something is here. You see, you, you're, you're here, you're here. You're, you're you're right in the place you're wanting to be, but something in the mind is keeping you feeling, yeah, yes. Maybe I want total freedom, but I'm waiting to see if I can bring my thing in. So then you've already decided that freedom won't include this probably. And you have to let go of this one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> trust. You see, because when you are in your freedom, you see, see if you are still tied to the past or to, you know, something that yes, you know, yes, now I. See if you are tied. But don't tie yourself to your attachments, and then come into freedom like yes, just walking around like I'm free. <laughs> you see, because the memory will say, you know, yes, I'm checking out freedom to see if it's really for me. And guess what? It's not. <laughs> I can come back to life. And this is what is so excellent about this. What we call exercise. Use the word exercise. Not the right thing of an exercise. You can call it a play if you want of looking. And what has happened? Is it real? At the back, is it real? What is real? What can be said to be real in life, in fact? What can be said to be so real? If it's real, it must be all the time real. It can't be real on Wednesdays. A little bit less real on Thursdays. And just forget about Friday. No, it has to be real every time. Do we know anything like that in your life that is consistently, reliably, True. And truth cannot be merely some holy cluster of concepts. Because then it would be that it is something which plus a believer in it. The cluster may stay the same, the believer may change. So there's a nicer cluster over here or something. What have you found? Can it stagnate? Can what we are seeing can it stagnate? Like maybe after three weeks it becomes boring. Should I have to wait for three weeks for the answer for this one? No. no. Why? 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 How you can know about such a thing? Huh? Yes, yes. You are giving away the trick, the tricks of the kingdom. How can you speak of such a thing when no human being dare stand up and say that? Because everything that we can speak of in our human paradigm of life. We can't say it is absolute. Someone is going to disagree. Someone is going to say, well... If not a whole nation. I wonder if it is possible to do a survey of taking this satsang around the world. around the world and asking people from completely different uh, ways of looking and paradigms of life you know leave all that for a moment what you find here what color is it what's the weight of it does it does it 
fit into your culture? Is it really beautiful all over the world except in Japan? <laughs> so I'm leaving the world for a moment. I'm focusing on you. You are my world today, and you. And for me, it is not an experiment. For the mind will maybe say, "Oh, it's a, it's a nice experiment. Now let's get back." If it's not an experiment, what if it is true? I will not ask you to use your imagination and. And you know, try a bit harder. Hmm? And when you're, when I do the exercise, like a lot of pressure comes and just like attack of thoughts, and I try to like leave them out, and they're still coming in. Identify as that itself. Speak as that itself, because I ask you, where's the distance? Is there a distance between you and that? Is there you and that? No. Okay. So when you do what exercise? <laughs> when you remain as you are, when you look as and from that, and the mind is going. <laughs> <laughs> what is that to the what is? Nothing. Can it be as simple as this? I'm asking you, can it be as simple as this? Yes. I mean, great temples are made all over the world. Great uh, books fat like this about the consciousness and the super consciousness and the super duper consciousness. <laughs> is it about this or something else? It is this. When, it is, when the mind is trying to understand him, or apparently, and then it seems like it's just these steps has to be taken, and one lifetime is not enough. Okay. When do you think it will be enough? For you, no. another 17 lifetimes, that's all. <laughs> I bless you. Okay. <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, you have to be special. Hmm? You have to come from the right family. There was a time in some countries where if you're a woman, you could. Oh, I'm sorry, enlightenment is not for females, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe next life, we pray for your family. Next life, you come back as a boy. <laughs> and whole nations believe these things. This is what, this is the stupidness also of the identity of person, that we believe these things so deeply. Hmm? And still do. And I'm not advertising cynicism towards any group or any. All of it, all this play of the different religions, the different philosophies, the different political ideologies, everything 
is the play and the dance of consciousness. Consciousness is doing everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the possible, the impossible, it is playing. And it is this. This is the womb of existence itself. Thank you so much. And my mom says she loves you. I love her too. And that I have to give you a hug. And she said what? I have to give you a hug for come, her. Come, come, come. <laughs> uh, thank you, my love. Oh, yeah. Very great. Very great. Very great. Thank you so much. And you give that hug to mom too for me. Yeah?